So here we go. Welcome back to the Kings of Anglia Tractor Girls Talk podcast. I'm your host as ever, Ross, and I'm joined by my co-host and town woman skipper, Blue Wilson. And of course, the podcast, Kings of Anglia Tractor Girls Talk podcast, is sponsored and proudly sponsored by John Fowler's Solicitors. Um, so thanks to Mark Kennedy as ever. I'm sure he's listening. How are you doing, Michael? Hope you're doing very well. And uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another episode. Blue, thanks for joining me as ever. How are you doing? I'm very good, Ross. Very good. Happy to be back on the pod. It feels like there's a lot happened since we last um, recorded one. So yeah, happy to be back and excited ahead of a, a season of podcasting. What about you? I've seen that you've been you've been away. Yeah, I've been away. Been at Budapest. Um, so uh, it's been very good. A lot of drink drinking has been involved, but not a nice lot of sunshine as well. But um, yeah, I'm now getting ready for the big season ahead for the men's team. Now the women's team, of course, the big kickoff this Sunday at home against Portsmouth. Um, but yeah, a lot has happened since we last recorded because we recorded early, early, was it July, mid-July, up just yeah. after the Wimbledon game. And that's the first pre-season game. A lot has happened since then. We've had a lot of pre-season games. Football has come home. <laughs> um, and that's what we're going to quickly discuss first, Blue. Um, you were there at the final. The Lionesses making history. Um, winning in the final, beating Germany uh, at Wembley, a packed 87,000 plus fans in that ground. Unbelievable scenes. You know, the first time an English side, you know, country has won a major competition since 1966. Um, what an experience, Blue. And yeah, a legacy. And uh, my, Chloe Clelly, the picture of her taking the top yeah. off and celebrating that is will live in the memory for a long time. But what was that experience like for yourself being there? Um, it was an amazing day, actually. Um, I think on the day I was extremely nervous, nervous um, because I, I knew what potentially this could mean for football and women, uh, football like women's football in England. Um, but also, if we, I was proud that the tournament had gone so well for England up to that point. Finals are so hard because a one-off game. So if England don't perform in that one game no matter how good they've been the whole tournament, it's just like, oh, please, please, just this one time, home Euros, I'm going to be there, please, can you just win? And um, the game, yeah, I, I was incredibly nervous throughout, um, but England just felt different. And I, 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 going into it, I was confident that we'd win it, and we did. And um, the scenes after the game were incredible, um, a really sort of happy atmosphere, even the German fans, it just felt like a, a happy atmosphere celebrating women's football. Um, so yeah, got it. it's it's up there with some of the best, one of the best days I've experienced so far. Um, so yeah, it came, it came home, Ross. It came home, unbelievable. Yeah, well, we're finally able to sing that um, football's coming home. Of course, we, um, you know, the Euros for the men, we were singing it and hoping it was going to happen. Unfortunately, not penalties in the final, but this time we got to the final. And um, we won. Um, of course, it had to go to extra time and all that, but it was an amazing moment. And um, yeah, you just see so many fans there, you know, young girls, young boys, just celebrating um, some great football. And Lionesses, you know, that that team will be remembered forever. And as I said, the Chloe Kelly, you know, it's a great picture photographer yes. got. And, you know, that's iconic. That will be used for generations to come. And, um, you know, we're hoping. And you've already seen, seeing tickets for women's teams, they're, they're, new high um, selling out hit record breaking which is fantastic and that's what we're hoping as well at town you know hopefully we'll have record crowds back at the Asia Arena I think you said the other one (laughs) the one we knew of from last season but 
no, hopefully it will continue the legacy of women's football and it will continue to grow and more, more money. More money, come on. More money coming into the game. More money, but Ross, more inspiration for, yes. for children growing up who may not have had role models before. Um, yeah. I think I knew, growing up, I knew one women's footballer. Now, if I was to ask my my sister, she knows the whole team. She knows yeah. some of their birthdays. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's different. Um, so for, for young girls in particular and young boys to see people, on, to see women's football on the TV and know that it exists um, can only be a good thing. Um, so yes, money, but inspiration, I think, probably will lead us further along a more sustainable way, um, I think. I think so too, definitely. Well said, Blue. Well said as ever from you. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll discuss throughout this year. Of course, we're Milan S, of course, um, is it a sold out Wembley as well when they play a USA? Yeah. Just a friendly sold out of Wembley in 24 hours. It's not nothing, nothing crazy. No, just unbelievable, unbelievable. And uh, yeah, I'm sure the sport is going to grow. I've got a young niece and she's loving playing football now. She, she's wanting to watch women's football now again because, you know, she just seen, she watched the game and she was just excited seeing, you know, girls playing football and doing well and winning games, which is just great to see. Um, and yeah, looking forward to this season. Well, um, Blue. Let's recap pre-season as a whole. Um, pre-season now done and dusted. Minutes in the legs, fitness up and running. And I have to say, our team look fit this season. Uh, Nicola and co, Joe, Charlie, Jack, everyone, all the staff have done some hard work getting all the players fit and ready to go. Uh, we had four pre-season friendlies in total. Of course, we discussed women and game on the last podcast, um, which of course was the 16th of July. That's, uh, that's, that is a month ago. Yeah. Um, since then, we've played Cambridge at home. We beat them 2-0. Then we had Championship side Cholton at the AGL Arena, of course, the day of the, the Euro final. Um, so yourself um, and a few other people, I'm sure, was at the um, Wembley. So they weren't able to watch that game, but we, we lost 2-0. But it was a good game against a, a top opposition. First time we were able to play a Championship side, which was good to see. And then, of course, we went to um, the new Bucks head, which was a very good setup. Big shout out to Telford, AFC Telford. Lovely. Um, yeah, lovely we, pitch. We, yeah, lovely pitch. And we beat them 4 2. We were able to play some really good football, some good goals were scored from us. Um, and also, a little fun fact the PA announcer was an Ipswich Town fan. I um, I did a bit of a boo boo blue. I cut my finger and uh, I had to go to um, the first aider. And um, we just got chatting, and the guy, the PA announcer, just said, Oh, yeah, I'm a Town fan. I was like, Okay, small world, small world. <laughs> Randomly, AFC Telford, the PA announcer, is a town fan, which is just great to see. Um, but, Blue, let's recap pre-season as a whole. I think maybe we can focus more on the Wolves game because it's the final one before the big kickoff this weekend against Portsmouth. Um, Wolves, of course, lost in the playoff final against um, you-know-who, um, Southampton, yeah, in, in the final of the, the playoff to get to the championship. Um, we played Wolves last year in pre-season. This time, we had to go and travel to them. 4-2 win, Tash on the score sheet, Zoe Barrett on the score sheet. Um, who else scored? I forgot already. Uh, testing both of us. We should know uh, this already. Um, oh, no. Yes, yes. But, oh, yeah, it's a good goal as well. Yeah, no, yeah, really yeah, good goal. Yeah, good goal. And a good, yeah, all, a good of, all, of them, all of them were really good team goals. Um, a great performance all round, actually, I think. Every player on the pitch had a, had a good day. 
Um, and it was nice to see that the final sort of game of preseason, maybe there's a little bit of pressure because it's the first game before it really matters. Um, we knew Wolves were going to be tough given uh, last season. And then reaching the playoffs and winning their sort of Northern League. Um, and they are, they're, they're a team that, that are quite, you know, they're known to be bullies. Um, whereas we, we like to play football and the pitch, the pitch was nice to us. So it, all in all, I came away from that day thinking, wow, we look really fit. Um, we played some really good football, really good football. Um, I'm really excited for the season. But yeah, some of the, some of the goals, I was like, oh, because it was hot. It was hot, Ross. It was, it was hot. And um, I just want to apologise. I don't know if she will be listening to this podcast, but actually we've got the goal scorer wrong. I don't know why we've really forgotten this because that was our first ever goal. Summer Hughes oh, opened the score. Oh, Summer Hughes. Something Sorry, easy. Summer. Oh, um, I'm sure there's people shouting at us just in that period just now. Like, guys, you were at the game, but you don't know who scored the first goal. And it was, yeah, it was, it was an early goal. Yeah, it was an early yeah. goal. Joe missed it because the VO was overheating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's, you know, when it's hot, when it, things are overheating, um, when I'm hiding in the shade. Like, I don't mind my sign. I don't mind working on the tan. But um, I just went, no, I'm not sitting in that, just that black spot of just sun, just boom, booming at you. Um, but yeah, as I said, that was a really decent like setup at Telford. Really yeah. did enjoy the, the setup. As you said, the pitch was beautiful, um, just good facilities. Um, and when we have a good pitch, we can play our football. Yeah. You know, players can sort of really thrive. Um, and that's why I thought Sarah Rosero, I thought she had a fantastic game. You know, picked yeah. out Zoe Barrett really well for her goal. Um, it's good to see Tash on the score sheet twice as well. Um, you know, Sarah, Quantrill and Goal, she had to make a few saves as well. Um, but overall, it was a good game. And as as you said, you know, playing against Wolves team, who, you know, they are they are a big side and they are a good side because, you know, they, they got to the playoffs in their, in their league for a reason. Um, but I think overall, Blue, I think pre-season was just good for us. Some good tests against Cholton, uh, you know, playing against familiar teams like Cambridge and Wimbledon. You know, the double header we discussed was really good as well. Um, but overall, it was just a good pre-season. And, um, you know, this was our proper first pre-season for a while because, you know, last year it was very much, you know, COVID was still, you know, still about, you know, sort of disrupting things a little bit. We still a lot of restrictions and stuff. But this year, I feel Joe and Charlie and co have been able to have training week in, week out and then having pre-season games, which has been good. Yeah, I think the range of fixtures we've had has been nice at different levels, um, requiring us to do different things. I think that's been really good. Also playing home and away. Um, I think this going into this season, we've had the benefit of having ISNC coach Nicola, um, who sort of started after pre-season last season, but we've had her for the full season and then now pre-season as well. And I think that's benefited us massively. So I think going into the season, the players are a lot more confident in their physical state if that makes sense um so yeah all in all really positive um i think there's a really good vibe at the minute of training um going into yeah a, a big season indeed and um i want to quickly just get your your thoughts um i know the team i, I unfortunately couldn't couldn't attend um but you had a like a squad day activity day um at the escape rooms in itchwich and um how was that and um your team did all right um but uh, i know joe's team i don't think was very happy with a certain player because uh, they couldn't get out in time <laughs> but um that was a, a good opportunity just to you know a good bonding session as well yeah it was good fun um all teams 
escaped apart from Joe's team. Um, so it just says something. You know, excuses were made. Um, our room was harder than yours, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, the facts don't lie. They didn't get out. They did not get out, Ross. Um, but it was good fun. Um, I had Kieran, Bonnie, Tash and Sarah on my team. Um, so we had a nice sort of team dynamic. Uh, but yeah, all in all fun and days like that are just, it's good to see each other in a different setting, especially in an escape room. Um, lots of banter fun about. So yeah, that, that was good fun. Definitely. Yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't have a preseason game that day. So, um, yeah. you know, it was good just that something was sorted. Um, Joe could have easily gone, let's have a day off. It's, it's still a day off, really, because you're not, you know, training and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it was just a good day. Uh, and that's what's good to see. Um, okay, then, Blue. We've got a new feature on the podcast. When we have guests on, we're going to get them to sit down and answer the 10 questions with. Um, I've um, put together 10 questions. Um, a bit of football, a bit of fun. Um, and just to get to know Blue, get to know all the guests. You never know, Blue may turn it on to me, maybe in the future. And I'll mm. have to answer these questions. We'll, we'll see. If we, we we can't get a guest one week, then I'll jump on this and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, 10 different questions, Blue. Um, let's start off with the first question. And it's basically, what has been your best moment in football so far? Um, of course, you've still got a long career ahead of you. Um, but what has been your best football moment so far? At any team, any age, just what stands out for you? The, the, the first one that stands out is Huddersfield. I think that day, um, that half, the first half, and then holding out in the second half, there's just something special about that day. Um, England potentially, but no, nothing's been similar to that, to that feeling that day. Um, I mean, that's a playing experience, and then probably when I wasn't playing, um, the Southampton FA Cup. Yeah. penalties that was a great feeling as well but I think Huddersfield tops it for me yeah it was a great day and you know it was the Manny Diggs day you know Manny Diggs Manny Biggs Big Z <laughs> Manny Biggs day um, of course the Manny baby assassin that yeah, was pretty much yeah which was amazing um, and yeah that first half was just unreal I was just I was still in shock that we were like yeah, 3 up and you know 4 nil up and then yeah, yeah it was amazing um, there we go then okay first question second question is um, and now you could have two different options here which player, male or female, do you enjoy watching? Um, once again, these can be retired players if you want, but if there is a current player out there that you enjoy watching, male or female, take it away, Blue. Oh, okay. So when I was younger, I'll go through my sort of history of favourite players to watch. So when I was younger, Steven Gerrard. I am a Liverpool fan, so it was always Steven Gerrard. Always had eight on the back of my shirt. Um, Wilson eight or uh, Gerrard eight, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then sort of now, Kira Walsh in possession, unbelievable, um, especially at the Euros. Um, who else? Thiago for Liverpool. Just the way he disguises passes and touches, I think, is, yeah, it's ridiculous. And then at the Euros as well, Bon Mati for Spain. She was untouchable. Um, so they're my sort of top few, I'd say, that I like to watch. A mix of men's and women's players. A lot of them, of course, midfielders as well. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Midfielders. There definitely is a bias there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When it's their actual position, you look at those players because you want to sort of learn from them and stuff like that. But yeah, some good, good choices there. Definitely, Steven Gerrard. Um, you know, I, I liked him as a player as well back in the day. 
um, Robe Plough, just his goals he scored. And then, like, the FA Cup, the, I know you said you're Liverpool, Liverpool fan, but the FA Cup goal against West Ham, you know, the, the unbelievable scenes, just unbelievable. Um, okay, then. Now, we're mixing up a little bit now, Blue. Uh, we're going to, um, you're now on, you're stuck on a desert island, I'm um, sorry to say. and um, But you can pick a teammate. You can choose to be with you, stuck on this desert island. Who are you picking? Now, or I'm going to remix it a little bit. Depends if you can't pick a teammate, you can pick a staff member. Um, now, it de- now you're going to be stuck. You want to try to get off this island. Who yeah. do you think can help you get off this island? Well, this is the issue. Um, my first, my first thought was uh, Sophie Pesket mm-hmm. because we do, yeah, we do get on well. Um, we would definitely take the mick out of each other. Um, maybe it's a breaking point, but we seem to manage it well. Um, but then again, if I do pick Sophie Peskett, there is no chance that we're getting <laughs> off the island. <laughs> yep. There is absolutely no chance, Nessa. Um, <laughs> so I, I'd still pick Sophie. And yeah. Staff member, I'd pick Jack. Yes. Jack, the psychologist. I think I feel like he would just he would be perfect for that situation actually. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, so they would be my picks. Yeah. I I think I, I would I would struggle, I think. I think I will yeah, I'll go a bit mad, I think. Yeah. I think I'll um I'll have a good fun of a little while. If there is if there's alcohol and there's you have to you have to hunt for food. Um but yeah, I think yeah. I think I thought that's a nice little question. Sort of just yeah. to test people's you know, thing on which teammate they would rather have and who could help them get off the island and stuff. And um, next question is talking about holidays. Now, Blue, you're travelled. Um, you you travelled recently, you know, Christmas. You were not in the country. You were living it up in the sunshine. Uh, what has been your favourite holiday destination or what is your go-to anyway? Um, family normally will go to Mauritius the past few years so I think that would have to be up there because everyone can everyone's happy everyone can do what they want when they want so it's just a it's a it's a crowd pleaser um so Mauritius is definitely uh up there just as a chill holiday um so yeah I'd probably have to go there but there are places that I definitely want to go to they my family recently went to Croatia um and I was very jealous of that I didn't go because of pre-season but I think I'm probably going to have to go to Croatia at some point after seeing their photos. Yeah, that's on my list. I've got I've got different countries on my list, and Croatia's up there. Um, Zagreb or you know whatever you know someone recommends, I'll definitely be up for for yeah. going to Croatia. Definitely good choice. Um, okay, then back to sport, but this time it's not about football. It's about which other sport do you enjoy now? You're a very good footballer, Blue. Is there any other sports you were good at when you were younger, or if you had to drop football now and move on to a different sport? Like in Budapest, we're in we're having breakfast. I was watching the athletics, the European Championships in yeah. Munich, and I was seeing the pole vault, and I was seeing different sports. And I was like, like these are just crazy sports. Like, how do you get into that? But it is what it is. But they're really athletic. But for yourself, which other sport do you enjoy watching or also playing? Hockey would be my sport if I didn't play football. Yeah, quite similar to football in a way. Um, but when I did play hockey, I used to be a right forward. So, but because there was no, there's no offsides in hockey, so I was like, <laughs> oh my god, this is brilliant! Like I could just run wherever. Yeah. Um, so it would be hockey. Um, what do I? I have been watching some of the Euro um, Championships in Munich. Literally before recording this pod, just watched uh, Keely Hodgkinson. 
in the 800 meter semis. I'm big fan of her. Big yeah, fan. Yeah. I think she's yeah. I think she's really good. Um, but yeah, hockey would be the one. But I'm I kind of like all sports. But if if you ask me to pick up a tennis racket, I'd play. Yeah. Um, so it's not. I'm not really sort of particular about it. That's good. That's good. Um, but yeah, I've been. I've just. I'm fascinated by these some of these sports and the even the Commonwealth Games. Like, there's just some some sports you like. Just amazing. Just amazing. Like you know. Yeah. yeah. So, something I have got into a little bit recently is F1. Yes. Taking a bit more interest in that. Something that I never thought. I always used to come on TV and I. It's like, what's the point? They just go around the lap. <laughs> they just go around the track for how many laps for hours. I was like, it must be so boring. Yeah. But once you get sort of into it, it's kind of it's really interesting. Um, so I've definitely got into that. And there's some big F1 fans in our team, actually. Lucy O'Brien and Zoe Barrett in particular. So I'll quiz Lucy O'Brien to find out a bit more facts about what's going on, who's going where. Um, but I've got a bit, bit more into that, if that counts as a sport, which I think it does. I think, yeah, I think it does. I'm, I was on the same, I'm, I'm still on the same page really in terms of what's the point they just go around and around in circles. But I, I don't, you know, I let people enjoy it. You know, if, if it's on the TED, I'll watch it. If someone else wants to watch it too. Yeah. Uh, I know good old K Dog Kieran, he enjoys it as well. And I know I've, got, I've got a few friends who enjoy it. And apparently, if you watch the, is it Drive to, no, what's the Drive series? Drive to Five. Oh, yeah, so that's where, where I first got into it. And my sister yeah. actually, who's not sporty at all, like completely hate, doesn't enjoy sport. <laughs> she watched Drive to Five, and she was like, "I love it. I cannot yeah. stop watching it." Yeah. So now she's a she's a she's an F one fan as well. Um, so I think there is a, a huge crop which have come from Drive to Survive and yeah. aren't probably real fans, but have now have taken an interest. So yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it at some point just to it's see good. if I can it's get good. into it. Yeah, it's, once it's drama. What? Yeah, drama and just doc like Arsenal, you know, Arsenal all enough at the moment. You know, there's a lot of things going going in and out. And I know, you know, Peskett's a big Arsenal fan. Even Charlie Baxter, the coach, is an Arsenal fan as well. And, um, you know, just, yeah, it's a great series. I love those documentaries. They're, they're fantastic. Um, Favourite food in blue? Changing a bit of a thing here. Now, well, what is your go-to, your food? If, you, if you're just hungry, you just want something to eat, what is your go-to food? But what is your all-time favourite food as well? See, this is so difficult because I'm a massive foodie. Mm -hmm. So actually my favourite, the bits I enjoy most about food is having like loads of different things. So say going to like a food market and there being loads of stalls and everyone's ordering stuff and then you all share it. So that's the kind of, that. so it's so hard to just pick something. Um, what would I pick? What would I pick? Probably my mum's food. She does these really nice uh, fish tacos. Ooh. They are the one. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the current favourite. But, yeah, I think anything my mum cooks, it, well, I'm happy. <laughs> it's, it's definitely, yeah, I think anyone, yeah. Any, any mum or just any parent or even a sibling. Some siblings are good at sh cooking. I, I was, I'm just adding a quick little other questions here. So it's going to be 11 questions, Blue. Um, what is your go-to meal to cook yourself? You know, what's your main Ross, dish. I'm on I'm on these um delivery boxes so they send you all the ingredients yes. and then you cook it yourself because I really enjoy cooking but yeah. don't enjoy shopping and having to find stuff in the supermarket to get this certain spice so I get all the ingredients sent to me so I'll cook something I'll never have the same meal um because I like that variety and having something different and 
But I mean, if I was left without delivery boxes, I'd be struggling because it would just be yeah. stir fries. Yeah, quick and easy. Too. Quick and easy. Pasta yeah. bakes, all that sort of stuff. Easy yeah. peasy. Happy days. Um, keep it on the food theme. And now this is a big debate in the, in the world, really, basically. And um, it's a common question that gets asked. And I will all be judging people if they say yes or no on this. Um, <laughs> pineapple on pizza. Yes or no? Um, yes. Ooh. I'm sorry. No. I mean, I'm not a big advocate. Like, I wouldn't go out and protest about it. Yeah. Like, if, if pineapple could never be on pizza again, I would have no issue. But I, I do eat pineapple on pizza. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Like, I don't, <laughs> I just don't think it needs to be on a pizza. But um, if people have it on there, then fair enough. I know a lot of people like ham and pineapple and all that sort of stuff. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't go out of my way to put it on there. But, um, yeah, it will be interesting to see all the guests we'll have. And I'm, I will be intrigued on what the answers yeah. will be. I, I wonder what the origin was of putting pineapple on pizza. Because, it, I mean, it is it's out there. Yeah. The first person to, to say, you know what, I'm going to slap a bit of pineapple on this pizza, yeah. on this bread, tomato sauce and cheese. I'll go really nicely together. It's strange. Yeah, it's strange. strange. I think just some people just go, they just put something random, they try and this is actually all right, actually. And then, you know, they then yeah. just share it to the world and go, try this, everyone. <laughs> And some people go, you're crazy, man. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get, get out of here. Get out of here. But, um, yeah, so we've got one yes so far on pineapple on pizza. Let us know, ladies and gentlemen, your thoughts on blue now after that. Um, oh, if you're no. a pineapple person, then you can join the blue camp. But um, if you're not, then you join me, the Roscoe camp. So one in the blue camp so far. Um, but then one in the Roscoe camp, so I'm, I'm part of that. So one, one so far, blue. We'll see with the other guests. Um, there we go. Now, blue, your name is a colour. Uh, what is your favourite colour? Blue, it has to be. Yeah. I'd be a fraud if it wasn't. I would be a fraud. So yeah, blue. Blue thrown through. Has to be. But is there any other like just colours that you just like as well? Though? I'm now adding on another question here, but like me, I've got a different fact. Like, I wouldn't say I've got a favourite, favourite colour, but I like there's different colours that I like wearing. A lot of people know that I'm a big burgundy fan. Yes, I like wearing are. burgundy. Um, I also like wearing white, but then also that's a, that is a bit of a risk because I can be a messy eater sometimes. And I've many times I've got, and I'm looking down on my white shirt, I've just I've ruined it. Um, but I like blue as well because of its town. Um, but is there any other colours that just stand out for you as well? Um, I'm looking around at my flat at the minute to see my colour scheme. Uh, a bit of mustard yellow, mm. which I know is dangerous. Yeah. Um, but we'll call it mustard. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Blue, blue and mustard is my flat, actually. And yeah. white. My kitchen yes. is white, which is a nightmare. Yeah. But you, know, you can't go wrong. You know, just slap a bit of white on the wall. Happy yeah, days. it works. It does work. It works. Because you can then put things like you can put, you know, as you can see, the background, you've got pictures and you can just, yeah, you don't need to worry about mix clashes. and matching colours. Yeah, yeah. yeah, clashes. That is the big thing. Um, okay, now, it's time to give Blue a superpower. Now, what superpower would you have if you could pick one? Um, so fly, be invisible, read people's minds. Um, that would be interesting. I think you'd yeah, go crazy. I think so. It'll be a bit dangerous because uh, if definitely if you're in a room and people are talking about you, like you know, and like you go, "What are you said about me?" Yeah. Um, but yeah, what would it be? Um, I would uh, have the powers to teleport anywhere. Mm. For instant transport. 
Yeah. Like imagine imagine the amount of time you'd save. Oh. Or or just have magical healing powers. Yes. Grace. Oh my. So yeah. I'd never then, have an in my career again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um imagine but then it, it'd be so good. And also maybe you can heal people, but then as in films you can see then it affects you a little bit, you know, after a while it yeah, like, affects you. Yeah. And so it, I think it depends what power it can be. Um, no, healing, healing and teleporting. Teleporting as well. Would you teleport back to the past as well? Or is it more just teleporting know, places, places? It's, it's just places. I think places. it gets messy when you start going into the future and past. Yeah. I think you can come into some problems. Yeah. And so of course the butterfly effect as well, the butterfly effect. If you touch one thing or do one thing, it will change the course of history and you don't want that. Do not want that at all. Um, <laughs> now, I think we're on the final question. I haven't actually, I think this is the final question. I've added loads of different questions. This is like 12, 14, 15, 16 questions in blue. But the final question that is on my list anyway is, what is the one item you can't live without? Please do not say phone. If anybody I'm says phone, say phone, I'm not going to say phone. I'm good. sure we'll have a few guests which will say yeah, phone. Fair enough, fair enough. It is an important thing for a lot of people just to get in contact with family, friends, and social media and stuff. TikTok. But I'm sure there's, and, you know, you know that, <laughs> that as well, Snapchat, all that jazz. But yeah, what is the one thing you can't do without? Technically, it's water funny. and food, really. But... Yeah, well, I mean, there is that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's quite boring, but my car. I don't know mm. how I lived without driving. Yeah. Um, which you know, Ross, I have I have heard, <laughs> and I have seen Twitter accounts yeah. um, about your driving Thanks, situation. Um, yeah. But yeah, I couldn't live without my car. Once you start driving, uh, mm. I don't know how I could ever stop. Um, so yeah, we'll say my car, my little Fiesta. I like it. Like, but then now, if you've got a superpower, teleport. You don't need your car. Yeah, I mean, so... if I have that superpower, I can sell yeah. the Fiesta. Yes, definitely, definitely. Sure but no. a lot less. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. But then I don't know. Is there? If you get a superpower, there is one. You could have your supervillain coming after you. Maybe I don't know. I don't know who the supervillain <laughs> would be. Maybe a supervillain <laughs> after you. That question deep, by the way. Yeah, I'm very deep, very deep on this in this series. This <laughs> questions, ten questions win. It's going to get very deep. Definitely on your your answer. I will have a, a bit of questions, other questions to add to it. Yeah. But um. There we go. I think that's a nice little feature. I hope everyone's enjoyed. Um, we're going to question and have a lot of different guests on yeah. this season. Uh, it be interesting to hear the other answers. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have a mixed bag, I'm sure. And as uh, I said... Yeah, I've got one to add, actually, Ross. Okay. Um, is there, So in the world, is there more legs or eyes? <laughs> yeah, this What's is... Um, on this debate? Now, yeah. I've, I've, I've answered this before. Legs I think what is it like another question like doors and windows yeah, or something? Say, it's, uh, it's a sort of version two of that, I think. Yeah. Um now the thing is there is people who have got just maybe one eye because their eye, you know, when they're younger yeah. or whatever, or sadly that they just lost it. And then legs as well, they could, yeah. both their legs could be, you know, off as well. Um I'm thinking too much into this, I think, but you got to. Um I'm gonna go with eyes. Are you? Yeah. I'm, I'm team legs. Team legs. Yep. Okay. Why is that? I just think um, table legs. Oh, flipping <laughs> heck. There's, there's all sorts. But then again, someone did mention sort of cat eyes on motorways. 
Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, there's probably quite a lot of them. But think yeah. how many tables and chairs there are. Oh, I didn't think of that. There's a lot of them. So I'm thinking oh. Yeah, but we'll, we'll ask that one as well, or similar. Yeah, it's a good one, similar one to that. I think that's good. But there we go then, 10 questions with plus extra ones as well. Um, hope you've enjoyed. Um, now, Blue, this is another feature that, or another debate everyone talks about, squad numbers. Some people care, some people don't. Um, we have got new squad numbers. Um, it's now dropped. Um, I know there's one person I think is not very happy. Uh, Gemma Macon uh, is a fan. She um, got the Bonnie Hallward 16. Oh, and, of course, God. now Bonnie, Bonnie's moved to five because she's now becoming a, a centre-half at the moment, um, <laughs> But uh, which is doing really well. I think Bonnie could play anywhere around the pitch. I don't know how she'll do in goal. Um, sorry, yeah, Bonnie, I don't know. Cool. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Maybe we'll test it one day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> one day. Maybe in training. Test it in training, see how she does. Put the gloves on. Um, diving about, I, I see it diving about. I see it diving about doing a massive one hand save just before it going top corner. Um, but yes, Sarah, no, Bonnie is now five after switching from 16. We have a new number three, of course. Um, Eva has left Summer Hughes making her second season at the club. She's now got the number three shirt, and that is a, a very good shirt to have. You know, some you know, a lot of legends have had wore that shirt in football history. Um, and now she has a number three. Um, of course, we've got a few breakthrough academy players. Megan Waring, who um, is going to be taking the number 20 shirt, which is a very good shirt. That's and then Nia Evans has got 23. Um, Nia, of course, another player, really did well in pre-season. Um, a good question for you, Blue. You, you, you've still got your number four. Do not worry. You're not, you're not lost it. You've still got it. All good. All good. You're all safe there. Um, but do you care about squad numbers and do players do care? I think it's very dependent on the player. I think there's some people who are very superstitious or have that sort of like, oh, I need to be an odd number or an even number. Um, I'm not too bothered. I think being in this, being one to eleven is nice. Yeah. Um, but then again, like Peskit loves seventeen, so that yeah. she's made that her thing. So uh, do I think it matters? Not massively, but it is. It is nice to have your own number and. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's something weird about it, but it's just not. Yeah. It's just nice to know it's yours. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Bonnie, interesting moving to five. Yeah. Interesting. Definitely. Um, Sammy Morsey type. Yeah, I can yes. see it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah. But yeah, not. I'm not too stressed about numbers. Not no. too stressed. Of course, there was talk because um, of course, Laffy Abby Lafayette, she's um currently playing a centre half and. She's number eight, and that is not centre half number. If you look in the squad numbers, you know you don't see many number eights as centre half. So there could have been talk, maybe her switching numbers, maybe. But I'm sure she wants to keep number eight. But um, I know you could have been looking at maybe number eight because you know steering Jared and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I have had discussions with Laugh, and I was like, Laugh, I do actually prefer the number eight. And she's like, mm. Well, I prefer the number four, Ooh. but Kieran's never going to let that happen. <laughs> no. He's, he's um, he, he knows his squad numbers. He's like, no, that doesn't look right. You can't have you can't have you know number four as a you know whatever. We can't just, you, we can't just switch around when whenever no, you feel like it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I know Kieran's not a fan of uh, someone with eight on their back playing at centre back either. But it's yeah. just one of those things, Kieran. You're just gonna have to get on with it. Yeah, gonna have to, gonna have to. Yeah. Um, but I think he does a good job. I think there's some good numbers there. Um, as I said, there's not many other changes. I think. Um, 
Sarah Smith-Walter, another Academy player. She's now wearing the number 22. But there is a lot of vacants still there. 16, of course, Bonnie's old number. 19, yeah. 24, 25. Um, so you never know. Could there be a new signing or more of the other Academy players who break through? Could they get them? Um, of course, we had a, a few Academy players play pre-season. Lauren Hales. Elizabeth Way. She came off the bench against uh, Wolves. Um, uh, Nina Melieu, the uh, goalie. She also... Um, came off the bench um, for the final 10 minutes against Wolves as well. So good experience for her. Um, I think that was it in terms of young players. I think there's also one of the new academy intakes, uh, Leah Mitchell, was also on the bench. So a good experience for her. Away day going to all the way to Telford um, and just be on the bench and just experience. And I think that's a... What was that like for you for the first time, being like a young player travelling for an away game for the first time what was that experience do you remember uh, I think it was different for me because oh uh, no actually yeah. actually I remember my first away day I got on um the minibus because we were using minibuses at yeah. the time yeah I sat there and I didn't know anyone and um I sat there and then they started talking about pregnancy and I was <laughs> 16 year old yeah. <laughs> I was like oh I don't feel good <laughs> do yeah. I fit in here <laughs> um so that was my first memory of an away day with Ipswich. But it was slightly different because there was a load of us youngsters yeah. who all sort of were in the same crop. Yeah. Who are now the more senior of, of the young group. Um, so it's slightly different. Whereas I know Leah's very young, very, very young. So, uh, yeah, it's nerve-wracking. But I think it's good good experience to be around the team and see what it's about. Um, so that if she is needed to step up or she earns it, then then she's ready to go. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because you think like Summer Hughes last season, she came out of nowhere yeah. and she was playing week in and week out, travelling across the country to Plymouth, yeah. to Newcastle and back, which is just it's amazing. And even like if you think about it, with the under twenty one set up as well, like yourself, part of that, you know, you, you had to travel to different training grounds, Bristol City, Manchester, you know. Of course, on minibuses now. You know, luckily it's on coaches and stuff like that. But I remember um, I went out to Manchester with with you guys and played the character in, um, training grounds, and it was on a minibus as well. And it's just like you're cramped in there. You ain't got much room. Yeah. Uh, I think Ralph, good old Ralph Pruden, the old Blitzers town manager, he he actually drove the coach that day as well. And um, I think we, we we won that day, didn't we? I think we did win that day. Did we draw? This was a couple of years ago now. Score. I think we may have lost. Oh, okay. I think we did score a goal there, maybe. I think we did score a goal, maybe. Maybe not. They had some first. Yeah, they we scored, yeah. but they had some first team players. And I know it that. In, I know that. I think it may have been last season. Um, the academy played the twenty one. Uh, Man United twenty ones, and Alicia Russo actually played. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Is, so, yeah. It's crazy. That is just great. Yeah, it's, it's great experience though. You know, opportunity to play. You know, if they do have players dropping down, you know, because once again, some young players who play for Arsenal, the Chelsea and stuff, they're actually already in the first team because they're that yeah, good. Exactly. She was um, just coming back from an injury. So, so that's the it's thing. like, oh, I'll get a minute. Just yeah, get, now superstar. Now superstar playing, you know, leading the line for in Euro scoring goals and yeah. European competitions, which is fantastic. Um, okay then, Blue. To round off the podcast, we start off with our first preview of the season. First game at home in the league, our second season in Tier 3. Portsmouth comes to AGL Arena. Um, last season, of course, we drew both games, didn't we? We did drew both games. No, we lost. No, we no, lost the last game. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. 
yeah. try to forget about that. I think, yeah, yeah we, we sort of moved on for that very quickly. We went, no, on to summer. Let's go on a holiday. Let's come back <laughs> better than ever. Um, but, yeah, two two very different games against Portsmouth. Um, they're a team that we know of in this division. We've played them before as well, even before we played Tier 3 football. We played pre-season games with them. Um, how are you feeling going to this one, the first game of the season? Last year, we had a different opposition in Hounslow. Of course, we scored a lot of goals and uh, a very interesting pitch. But we're going to be at home. Sunny goal start. Oh, AJ Arena. Um, <laughs> uh, it's going to be a, a very good day. But, um, you know, first good test as well against Portsmouth. Yeah, I think it might be slightly different to the Hounslow game. Um, I think they finished, Portsmouth finished sixth last season. But always a difficult team. Um, I think like quite a few of the teams in our league have had quite a bit of movement of players. And I've seen that on Twitter, a lot of players have been leaving clubs and then going to other clubs in our league. There's been a, almost like a rotation. Um, but I've seen they've made a few signings and they'll be a, they'll be a decent, decent team. But um, we have to back us. But I think it'll be a tough test. But nice to be at home for the first game. Yeah, it's going to be a nice sunny day at Felixstowe. I'm sure the pitch is going to look good. Um, this time of year, I know there's been a lot of work on it. I know sprinklers, I know that's what's got to be Joe and Charlie and Jack and Nicola's job to take off the sprinklers, run off before the game because we're trying to water the watering, which is good. Um, of course, you know, we're hoping to get a good crowd down there for the opening day of the season. Um, the good thing is, as well, the fixtures have lined up really well now because there's been a lot of rearrangements, but we've got three home games in our first four games. Actually, no, wait, one, two, three, four. In league games, anyway, we've got four home games, you know, in the first five games, which is just fantastic. So it's great to get there. Of course, we've got Billy Ricky away on the 31st of August, but it's only Billy Ricky, it's down in Essex. And of course, we've got QPR, I mean, division below in the Fornal Cup determining round. Mm -hmm. So another new team we're going to be facing at the Power Day Stadium, uh, I think, uh, which is, I like, I like when they're just a random sponsor or a great name to name, but, um, it's, uh, it's good that we've got a lot of home games early doors and hopefully we can bring the crowd in. Of course, we've got the true blue um, system um, thing we have, which is fantastic. It's basically a season ticket, um, basically minimum of £5. If you want to pay more, then happy days. Um, but you get a season ticket, you get exclusive stuff. Um, I'm sure you could expand blue a little bit more just to let people know. If you are listening for the first time or you're listening and you want to go to a game but you don't know about true blue, blue's now going to explain a bit more. Yeah, so basically it's it's our version of a season ticket. So you can pay, it's not up front, you can pay anything above £5 a month. And for that, you get entry into the home games, um, exclusive emails and stuff like that, newsletters, um, as well as content. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, what a time in women's football. There's no better time to come and watch us play at, at the AJL Arena in Felixstowe. Um, I think there's massive momentum behind women's football, and especially at Ipswich, um, we're looking we're looking to put in you know a, a shot shot at promotion again. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a, a big season. I did a a feature in the men's program the other week. I said I just feels like a massive season for Ipswich Town. Um, so be part of it. Um, from five pound a month, it's, it's a fiver a month. Um, to watch some football on a Sunday. Um, and I know that watching us, um, there's always sort of passion. There's always, we always work hard um, and hopefully success will follow that this season. 
so yeah, True Blue, get on the website. It's Sean Wimble website. Sign up to be a True Blue. Come and watch us and pack out the AGL arena. Well said as always. And that was a very good piece in the programme. I, I, um, Kieran read out to me and I read it also on Saturday last weekend. And uh, it was a very good piece, Blue. And um, I liked you. your bit about, you know, it was fate for you to play for Richard Sean because your name is Blue. Um, <laughs> it had to be, had to be done. Had yeah. to be done. But no, get down to Adria Arena. It's a great setup at Felix Stone Walton uh, Football Club as well. They've got a great um, clubhouse. They've got a sweet shop. You'll, you'll see me in there um, after the game, getting my pick and mix. Um, it's just a great little setup there. And um, yeah, just support. You know, you're supporting the same team. It's just town. Um, if you can't go to Shrewsbury on Saturday where the men are playing, um, come down and support. Enjoy your day trip at Felix Stone. Go down to Felix Stone before the game or after the game. Just have a good day out with the family. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to to the game it's going to be an interesting one um yeah looking forward to it blue um any other business before we wrap up a very great second edition of the season track girls talk podcast i don't think so ross i'm just excited about the game yeah all right and bring it on um of course um thank you to our sponsors at john fallis solicitors they have um, a great support for the women's game in general but also it was town i know they also sponsor maria boswell and Sarah Quadrill. So uh, good up, big up, Michael Kennedy. Um, Blue, I'll let you outro as ever. Thanks for joining me as ever as well. Take it away. Thanks all for listening um, to our last pod before the season starts. Very, very excited. Um, hope to see you at Felix Stowe um, on Sunday, 2 p.m. kickoff. Let's pack it out. Um, and we'll speak to you next week. From true crime to football, Brexit to Oakville. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.